0: Live from the Virtual Summit, the Core presents Sales Training Boot
1: Camp with Brian Shuto and Manesh Fachi. Today's topic, disc and communication.
0: All right, I think we are live. We still have some people uh, joining here, but before we get started, you guys, I just wanted to make sure that if you are seeing my face and in this class right now, um, you are in the disk and communication class. So if that was the class that you wanted to take, you are in the right place. So guys, before we get started, we're gonna go ahead and take a quick poll to make sure that we understand everybody that we're talking to today. We have assumptions of what we think everybody's going to be. Uh, but we want to see how you guys answer this. All right. So as you guys are taking this poll, um, I wanted to uh, let you guys know that I am truly excited about getting the chance to teach this class today with Manesh. As this class was overwhelmingly requested at the summit event in May. Uh, so Rick and Britt added it to the curriculum. OK, so I'm assuming that our students overwhelmingly requested this class because we all struggle with hiring the right person, retaining them, developing better relationships with them and getting the most out of them uh, and making sure that we provide them with an environment that helps them thrive and be excited to come to work every day. Uh, for a long time, I certainly didn't provide any of that. So I'm honored to get to teach with Manesh today uh, because if you guys have been with the core for a while, um, even as recently as the last core, uh, I think probably a year ago was the last in-person one, then you know... Uh, that Rick doesn't let non-student third-party vendors into his events. He just doesn't let them uh, into the events without exception of a select few people. And the only other people that I've seen are his financial advisor and his CPA, his personal financial and CPA, uh, and CPA. So it's kind of a big deal that Manesh has literally been to every summit that I've ever attended. I see him there. For the first three or four, I used to, he used to give me like a high five and then walk away and he'd always be smiling and giggling, and I would always be like, who is that guy? And then every once in a while, Rick introduces him. Um, so he is one of the most important people that you will ever meet at one of our events because you need him, trust me, and we're going to talk about why. Um, so if you've seen him there, you guys, you either know him personally, uh, he's helped you in hiring, um, or um, you just really need to get to know him, and by the end of this class, I'm confident that all of you guys will engage Manesh in the future. So I wanted to share a couple fun facts with Manesh uh, before we get started. So uh, Manesh is one of the foremost experts uh, on DISC in the entire country. So if you Google him or you Google Disc, Manesh is going to pop up all over the place. He graduated from the same college as the CEO of Google. Uh, he's been married for 28 years, which that alone should qualify him to be able to teach this class. His wife is a C and Manesh is an S, so he's a big time team player. Uh, and I think one of the coolest qualifications that I want to share with you guys is Manesh helped Brit and Rick, Rick Ruby and his wife, Britt, he helped counsel them on DISC uh, before they got married. And so the fact that Rick and Britt are still super happily married um, is a really big qualification testament to Manesh as well. Uh, so for me personally, I want to let you guys know that it's kind of ironic that I've been chosen to teach this class. Uh, because I've done a lot of really cool things and been fortunate enough to be a part of this program and had tons of growth. Um, but one of the things that I've struggled with the most over the years has been hiring decisions and keeping key players and talented people on my team, uh, because typically I hire out of desperation um, and I typically end up hiring the wrong people along the way. And I think this might be true for a lot of you guys as well. So, Um, I hope this class helps you guys. If you pay attention, it's really important to understand the details in each of these things. And most importantly, if you get this right, you won't experience all the pain, the turnover, and all the money that I've wasted along the way, hiring people, training people, and then really losing key people when I've poured into them so much. So, Do we have the results of the poll yet? No, we're going to go ahead and, uh, Manesh, if it's okay, we're going to wait until after a couple slides here. Um, So we want you guys to get three key things from this class. So if we can show the slide. Awesome. So Manesh, it looks like we got a ton of D's and a ton of I's as we predicted. Um, So I'm going to go ahead and move that poll out of the way. So, guys, the three things that we want you guys to get out of the class today is um, we want you guys to understand how to utilize DISC in team communication. We want you guys to understand how to use test uh, DISC strategically when hiring key teammates. And we want you guys to know and understand if you currently have the right people in the right seats on your bus. So with that, um, we want to go ahead and go to... The hiring mistake. So next slide. All right. So this is pretty cool. Manesh shared this with me because this is an email that uh, he received from one of our students and hiring a candidate, even when Manesh said no. So he's going to get into this a little bit more, but a student went through the process of getting Manesh involved and, uh, he said, this is the person I want to hire. Manesh said, this is their dispersonality profile. You said that you're trying to hire them for this seat on the bus, right? And the guy was like, yes. And so, uh, Manesh was like, no way, not, not even going to work. So the student went ahead and hired him anyways. And you can see. Um, or her anyway. So uh, the student said, so I went ahead and hired Iris after a couple of days of training. She simply quit on me. She said she did not speak to her husband before and he did not want her to work. It was really unbelievable. You can add that to your stories for the high C, high I profile. Okay. So with that, go ahead. and Let's show the results really quick um, of the DISC poll. So 56% of you were high Ds of you were high I's, 5% were S's, and 4% were C's. So we're talking to a ton of CEOs in the room, Manesh. High drivers, big personalities, of course, just people exactly like me. So with that, let's go ahead. And I want to turn it over to Manesh, you guys. He literally is one of the foremost authorities uh, on on disk in the entire country. And I think a lot of you expected that he was going to teach this class. So Manesh, it's an honor.
1: Thank you, Brian. I really appreciate that. And here is what I will tell you. Knowledge is one thing. Skills execution and speed of execution is the key and that's i think the reason why brian is teaching this class with me here because brian is one of those guys who got in the core and i don't know how he got in the core at the time when he got with his numbers right like went from 50000 to 2 million in 5 years i mean come on how many people do that kind of work and get results not only that he is also one of those people who's caring compassionate and he has gone through tough challenges like most of us do and yet he has stayed focused He's getting results for himself, his team, and his family. So I'm really privileged that Brian and I get to talk today to you. And Brian teaches really, really well. He's so much on top of it. And because he's a high D, I'm not. I'm actually a high I, and we'll go over that in a second here. Uh, But the main thing is that he's part of this because he understands your viewpoint as a D, as somebody who's making things happen out there and need support people like me to make sure that you're on the right track there. So thanks, Brian, for the opportunity. And just a quick point, Cassie and Jonathan have been doing a great job. I do want to give a shout out to them because they have been so helpful in making this happen. So let's go to the next slide there so we can start with it. So Cassie. So as you can guess, I was not born in U.S. I was born in a city called Agra, which is famous for Taj Mahal, which I visited with my family in March this year before before everything started closing down. So as you can imagine, my accent is different. So if at any time you have difficulty following my accent, all you need to do is put in the chat, and then Brian will repeat it in American accent. Okay? So let's go to the next slide there. Uh, Some of you know already my book called Stop Hiring Losers. So maybe this is the, the book. Oops. This is the book that you might have seen before. I published that book along with my wife, and I published totally nine books. I've been coaching for 20 years and have had a lot of fun teaching this concept, doing trainings, et cetera. So, Cassie, keep moving to the next one. So now some of you may know this, that we have been to Disney World over 200 times in the last six years. I haven't been there since COVID. You can imagine that. And uh, we love spending time together as a family. We homeschool our children. Uh, My wife and I have been married for 28 years, and she's a very supportive person. She has enough S&C. My son is 12. He's S&C as well. When I lose my cell phone, where is my cell phone? My wife and my son are the ones to go help me out. My daughter is a DI, and so she's like quite a few of you who are here, and the knowledge of DISC helps us in our family. So let's go to the next one. Slide here. So let me tell you why I'm so passionate about disk. I was a computer programmer for 12 years. I have a bachelor's in electrical engineering. I have a master's in systems engineering and management from the same place that the Google CEO, Sundar Pichai, graduated from as well. Okay. Now, I had the right resume. I had the skill set that people were looking for, except I was miserable as a computer programmer because as a high eye, somebody who likes to talk to people, be a center of attention, engaging interaction. We will talk more about that. Computer programming, sitting behind a desk computer wasn't really what I wanted to do all day long, which is why I was looking for the next coffee break. Who can I talk to at the cooler? Maybe some of you know what I'm talking about. Now, I did work for some big companies, one of them being GE, and yet none of them looked at my profile, and they were making a big mistake. So here is what I like to tell you is you may be hiring somebody just like me, Great resume from the right college, right connections, impresses in an interview, except isn't really the right person for the job. And that is the reason why I'm so passionate is you want to hire the right person so you have a winning team. And again, my book is Stop Hiring Losers for a Reason, and the reason is very simple. I don't mean people are losers, but, you know, if I was in NBA going across with LeBron James, I don't have a shot. I would be the loser. So that's the reason the book Stop Hiring Losers. And I want you to be able to see the strengths and weaknesses of the person you are hiring before you hire them so you don't get surprised. So let's go to the next slide, uh, Cassie. Now, how many of you have heard of a movie called Zootopia? Uh, Zootopia is a fun children's movie. There are some wonderful, interesting characters in the movie. There is a link here. So I would recommend that you Click on the link later on and watch the three-minute Zootopia official slot trailer. So if you have seen the trailer, you know there is a fox, there is a bunny, and there is a sloth, And the communication will tell you right away that there is a mismatch. And here is what I would like you to do. Next time when you have your team meeting, whether you have a daily or weekly meeting, what I would recommend is record the meeting. And then play back the meeting and listen to how different people talk, how they communicate, and you will find something similar to what Zootopia trailer does, and you'll be amazed at how some people talk and communicate versus the others and how there's lack of communication sometimes. Let's go to the next slide. Hey, Manesh, before you go to the next slide, I love that takeaway. I'm
0: writing that down. I've never videoed a team meeting to see how my team communicates. So, for sure, one of my big takeaways right now is I am going to film the next five team meetings to get a sense of how people communicate with each other in the meeting. I love that.
1: Yeah, I agree with you, and thanks for pointing that out. That's the reason Brian is here. Brian is taking the lab into the real world. (laughs) We are in a lab, and Brian Le- is doing that. Now, most people might have heard of DISC already, and you are like, okay, what is DISC really? Well, DISC is the universal language of how you do what you do. What does that mean? Basically, if you observe people, you can tell what their profile is. This is not a complicated way of looking at people. You don't go into their personality in detail, psychology, analyze, or any of that stuff you can see and I will explain and give examples to you so let's go to the next slide here maybe you've heard of Wonder Woman right so Wonder Woman is a character which was also created by the same person who designed the disk model in fact he's also the person who came up with the lie detector maybe you've seen the Wonder Woman put the lasso around people and people start telling the truth. Well, that is symbolically his lie detector machine. So Wonder Woman, disc, and light detector, they all have the same creator, William Marston. Uh, Cassie, to the next slide then. Now, you might be looking at people. And Brian, you talk to a lot of people. So why don't you tell people as to who they are likely to talk to most likely when they are around people?
0: Yeah, that's huge. I mean, I think this slide is super imperative um, to understanding the sales business in general. Right. So um, I didn't have a grasp of this for the first few years that I um, started in the mortgage industry. And so what I found myself doing was selling the same way to every single client, speaking the same way to every single team member and doing it in the modality that works for me right? And so I think this is critical to understand, like, you know, based on the poll that we took earlier, only 15 to 20 percent of the entire population is a high D. And I think in this poll, we had 56 percent of us are D. So um, we're not speaking to a lot of people like us, just so you guys know. And then 20 to 20 or 25 to 30 percent of the entire population is high eyes. So again, if we are Guessing at best, we're going to be fifty percent right in in the way that we sell to people. If we sell in the same modality that we like to sell in, at best fifty percent. And then with our teammates, trust me. And Manesh is going to get in this one a little bit. Like our teammates are not designed to be like us. And there's a reason why we need to learn how to speak differently with them, interact differently with them. And this slide says it all. So only 35 to 40% of not only, but the majority of the personality profiles in America are 35 to 40% S. Um, again, 20 to 25 to 30 or I, 15 to 20 or D and 15 to 20% are C. So we just have to identify who we're talking to and we'll get into how to do that in a little bit.
1: Yeah. Mm Skeffi? So people don't realize that we are always asking, what is the right words to use? What vocabulary should I use with somebody? Well, here's what I would like you to be aware of. Before you open your mouth, before you talk to somebody, your energy meets people first. And a D and an I and an S and a C, they all project a different type of energy. Now, maybe the moment I go through this, you might be able to connect with the people that are in your life and how you feel around those people. So be aware, a lot of people here are D's. So here is what a D makes people feel fear. Now, maybe some of you are aware of when you talk to Rick, maybe, right? So it's like people feel a sense of intimidation, right? You are being asked to go to principal's office. You know the feeling I'm talking about. People might be feeling that when you invite people to come and talk to you. What did I do wrong is the first thought in their brain instead of relaxing and talking to you. An I comes across with their energy, optimistic. This is the person who is a greeter in your event, at a restaurant, receptionist, who is like, wow, it's fun to talk to you. Long lost friend that I just met. You are at a fun party. And that's how an I makes you feel, just naturally speaking, right? An S is calm and relaxed. And that's what they project. You are okay. You are fine the way you are. Now, on the contrary, when you are around a sea, you are being judged. (laughs) It almost feels like somebody is looking at you through a microscope. And that you are not perfect. Just without you opening your mouth, just by you sensing other people, you can get a sense of saying, hmm, is this person projecting D energy? I energy, S energy, C energy, and you'll be amazed how quickly you can come to a conclusion, even when people haven't said a single word. How many of you think that's very helpful, isn't it? Right? Okay. So raise your hand if you are one of those people. Who's like, yeah, Minesh, I can use this next moment that I can have. So let's go to the next slide, Cassie, and this is where Brian, being a D, I will let him talk about the D. Yeah, and, and I'm
0: speaking to the choir here, right? Fifty 56% of you had a primary uh, disc profile of D, but I would assume the other I percentages most likely were also high Ds. So I'm speaking to the choir here. So, you know, we are a million miles an hour in our businesses every day, for sure. Especially since the pandemic came, it's like, man, we're having trouble just keeping the wheels on the bus, right? So the quick observations to look out for when we are either hiring or we are um, trying to convert a lead or work with somebody that we've already pre-approved and sell them on, on um, uh, the loan terms is they're going to be faster paced, right? Super task oriented. Um, they're, they need to get in and out. Um, they're very direct, which oftentimes we are very direct as high D's, all of us and we can be misconstrued as being rude or um, I don't know, maybe a little bit off-putting, but it's certainly not the vibe that we, that we intend to give off. It's just kind of who we are. Um, we tend to seem over, uh, impatient. Um, we're super efficient, not neat. Like, you know, I actually have to have somebody actually write my thank you cards now because I just go too fast and people think I'm a doctor because they can't read a word. But if you guys ever get a handwritten card from Rick, like I literally can read like two words and the rest of it, I'm like, I think he's saying that he really loves me. And then that's it. Right. I don't understand hardly anything that Rick writes. If you've ever got a thank you card from him. Body language. Um So typically we will lean in as high D's. We'll kind of get in people's faces a little bit. We don't need to. Um, You know, we typically walk and talk a lot faster. Um, you know, or gestures or a lot. I'm Italian. I thought this was just because I was an Italian, but um, Manesh taught me that we use a lot of hand movement and and gestures as D. I didn't realize it was like a personality thing. I thought it was just like, you know, my heritage type of thing. Um, so and then the communication clue, um, you know, typically we don't want others' opinions. We only want the facts. So that's, a little bit of insight about who we are as Ds, and, you know, I'm sure that registered with all of you, um, but I always like to make sure that, you know, the most important thing here that we take away is the S's and the C's typically, and even I's, will, will be semi-insulted by us, the way that we approach business, the way that we are so fast-paced, and, and how direct we are. So just really understand that when you're communicating or interacting with a potential client or your current team. All right, next slide. We'll go ahead and pass it back over to Manash.
1: Thank you, Brian. Exactly. And he's right about that with people D, somehow D's care. I know Rick is one of the most caring, compassionate people on the planet. I know Todd Screamer, one of the most caring, compassionate people on the planet. And guess what? Just by their D, they may not come across I know now they have developed that skill set, and which is one of the things I know uh, Brock was mentioning here as well. So what is an I? An I is somebody who's looking for interaction. In a simple way, who can I talk to next who will listen to me? <laughs> that's pretty much all there is to it. An I is looking for somebody to talk to. And if you put an eye in a bunch of area where people are, cubicles and all that kind of stuff, this is the person talking to everybody else, right? This is the person disturbing everybody's work, and that's an I. So what are some of the things you can see? They are faster paced. They are people-oriented. Their communication is indirect because they're always looking for approval. They are disorganized, and unfortunately, you will see a lot of piles around them. They're also very selective in listening because they are focused on talking, not listening. Their stance, again, informal, hands in pockets, for example, They're not paying attention. They get bumbling into people. This happens to me. My wife reminds me all the time because she's more of an SNSC. Right. I use gestures as well. And I talk with my hand. So that's always the case as well. So an I is somebody who is easy to spot in a room. How? They are smiling. They are smiling. Let's go to the next one, which is an S. And S is looking for stability. This is somebody who wants to get along with people, doesn't want to ruffle any feathers. This is the person who is trying to help somebody get along in the company, a new person. They're also the people who are trying to create that sense of belonging in the company. They come across slower paced. They are people oriented. They are indirect. They don't want any conflicts. They will avoid it. But they are possessive. They like that sense of belonging, right? They have some systems, but they are not as organized as a C would be, okay? They are usually not putting themselves forward. They are leaning back, okay? They are walking steady, slower, right? Easy pace, and they will use gestures as well. They are friendly people, but they don't come across with clear expression on their face, which is why they have a poker face, and that's a steadiness kind of individual, Let's go to the C type of person, which is hey, the component. Manesh, I want to add one thing to that really quick if it's okay. Sure. Sure. So guys, S's in our
0: world, for sure the easiest people to sell. For sure. Like these are the type of people that like to be led. Right, Manesh? Like they, they literally like somebody to lead them. They were introduced to you. They want to be led. And you know, I always teach my team, Um, that these are typically most often VA buyers or, you know, current military personnel typically happen to be super high S's um, because that's the way that they're trained. They have to follow direction. They have to be led. They have to be told what's good and what's not good. So as long as you don't um, lose their trust, right, as long as you don't lose their trust, you will for sure sell an S. Every time you will for sure have a teammate, maybe not for life, but
1: you will have a teammate a lot longer if they're an S than than typically the other personality profiles. All right, go ahead. Thank you. And again, you will cover that portion of how a D can sell to S with some specific information in another couple of slides here. The C compliance is looking for facts. Now, again, we stereotype saying engineer type because those are the people who have all the details. They want everything right. Correct? They want to do everything right the first time. They don't want to make a mistake. They hate criticism, by the way. And they are slower pace, almost monotonous in their conversation. They are task oriented, not people oriented. Their communication can be very direct. They come across critical. They want everything to be in its place, perfectly organized. Usually their arms are folded. They come across aloof, by the way. And you want to be staying away from them three feet apart, right? You don 't want to be touching a sea that 's not what they're looking for. So and I talking to a sea, it's not a funny situation for the sea, okay? And they tend to ask detailed questions like I mentioned to you, because they want to know everything. they don 't feel comfortable in making a decision unless they feel they know everything possible there is to know. So that would be the helpful. So let 's go to the next part, Cassie. So I will turn it over to Brian so that you can do a quick case study and take a poll after you have read this. Yeah, let's do this case study. Well, before we get that, I just want to add this
0: to C. So I always, like, no offense to the 4% of you that were high Cs. Like, truly, you're an alien to me. And I think for most Ds and Is, like, you're kind of aliens, right? So for the Ds and Is, can I get an amen that Cs are just different, man? They're just like, whew, they're hard to connect with. So... Um, anyways, it's okay, and we just need to train ourselves on how to interact with them a little bit better because they're from a different planet for sure. I'm convinced of it. All right. So this person case study number one, we want you guys to answer. So no floor is loyal to friends and as a team player, hard worker, a thorough researcher, puts a premium on friendship, sometimes do a fault, a man at peace with themselves, relates easily and warmly in small groups, but freezes in public forums, is a warrior. Top achiever is cool under pressure. Family is sacred to this person. Shortcoming maybe is inability to act quickly, um, to unexpected turn of events. So we're going to do a quick poll. What do you, poll? What do you think? Is it, a, what's their primary tendency and what's their secondary tendency? Or I'll just have you guys answer, right? Manash, no poll. Is there a poll for this one? All right. So. Uh, we will take the poll really, really quickly. So, guys, click on your screen. What do you think that scenario was? Let's we'll see if they were paying attention, Manash. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and go on to the next slide. So, Manash, who are these people?
1: Very good point. So, let me remove the poll here. Okay. So, the primary tendency is S. Secondary is C. So, Cassie, go back to the previous slide. Okay? So, let us take a look. Known for his loyalty to friends. Immediately when you see somebody is loyal, team player, that's an S. And this is the person you want in your LP1, LP2, RP1. You definitely want that because this person will stay on your team much longer. And that's the key, in my opinion, very, very important about that, right? Okay. Now, so the primary tendency is an S. As you can see, there is other tendency, which is a C in this case, right? So how do you know that part? Worrier, a C worries a lot. They're always, like, concerned, right? Okay. Their inability to act quickly to unexpected turn of events is another one, right? But they're also cool under pressure, top achievers. So an a C knows everything, what to do, but they don't always take the action as well. So an S and a C. Here is what I will tell you. Have an S on your team to make sure that that person stays with you long term. Let's go to the next slide, Cassie, after the poll here. Okay, so here is what you might be saying. Vinesh, I don't want to learn everything. Give me some very quick spots about finding who is a D, an I, or a S, or a C. So, here is the bottom line. Very quick, very simple. Simple questions you can ask. Does the person talk slow or fast? Now, you can recognize this on the phone in person as well, correct? Number two, does the person come across people friendly or not? So, here is how this breaks down very quickly. A D, fast talker does not come across people-friendly. They're more like business-like. Now, I need this information, right? And I is a fast talker, but they will talk to you in a friendly way for a long time. S is a slow talker, but people-friendly. You can hear that they are trying to be accommodating, helpful, and eager to actually please you. But C, though they talk slow, almost monotonous actually, but they don't come across people friendly. It almost has a jarring, abrupt tone to their voice, and they are aloof. So here is a quick way of finding out, fast or slow in their talking, friendly or not, and you can see whether that person is likely a D, I, S, or a C. So let's go to the next slide. You and I know matching and mirroring well. People who have learned NLP sales, you know this part already. So you are well aware that If you are like them, they trust you more than if you are not like them. So when you're talking to a D, you talk like a D. When you're talking to an I, you talk to them like an I. If you're talking to an S, you talk to them like an S. And when you're talking to a C, you're talking like a C. And if you do that, you are being real, you're asking questions, and you are listening, you will build a lot more rapport than if you didn't do those things and I think most of you already do this in some way or fashion. Let's go to the next slide, which will be helpful to learn more about communication. So this is where Brian can tell you how does a D look, think about situations, and how can a D communicate with an S, which is the opposite to sell. So Brian, go ahead.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So we talked about it already, but you know, we have to know ourselves. And this is where I struggled for years, guys, like because when the D comes out of me, I really turn the S and Cs off and, and even the I's the super high eyes that don't have D's in them and don't understand the D's, I really used to turn people off because I'd be a bull in a child china shop at the team meetings. I'd expect that everybody really could could read my mind. Um I was super fast paced, I was very dominant. Um, you know, very results oriented. And if people weren't doing a great job or we if we messed up at all, I would highlight the messes, but I would highlight the screw ups and I would never praise. So we're results oriented. It's just kind of who we are. Um, we want to close fast and it's funny. I see Todd here. I talk to Todd all the time. He's been my coach a couple of times and I've, you know, talked to him several times about how long it takes with these, um, client consultations. Like Todd, sometimes it takes me like 45 minutes. Like I don't know what to do. What should I do about it? He's like, how much do you make per transaction? So 45 minutes and you make like 5,500, six grand a transaction, like that's too long. So Todd's humbled me a couple times and helped me realize that I need to put my idea aside and realize how grateful I am and focus on my eye, that uh, the, the gratitude part of the client consultation and I take my time every time now. So um, we typically tend to be unnaturally naturally argumentative and I find that I do this in relationships, and that is not good personal relationships. So I've realized it's just kind of part of my personality, uh, and I need to understand that. Uh, we we try to overpower people, especially people that we don't agree with or may have a different opinion than us, um, or especially if, like, as an example, Hunter wrote um, a little a little thing. He does these Sunday thoughts, and he just really helps sober me up. He talked about a student that gave him a 7 out of 10, and his initial reaction was he was super upset. Uh, but then he realized that that person did him a favor. So um, we are quick to act. We're quick to respond in an overpowering way or frustrated way because we like to control everything. We like to win, um, and I think that's why all of us are here at the summit right now because you guys are huge competitors. Um, we may not follow up properly. That's typically. Um, one of the things we do—I don't spend initially in my career to spend a lot of time training properly, spending the time to do that, or following up properly to really listen to others, listen to others' needs. Um, oftentimes, if you're anything like me, I typically are, am unprepared unless I'm intentional about it. Um, and then we like to handle several customers at once, which never really ends well for the ones that we're actually trying to service. So those are just um, some, some communication ways that we are naturally, uh, our natural styles are. So we have to be aware of that. And then like, uh, Manesh said a little bit earlier, we have to learn to kind of mirror the people that we're selling to or, um, communicating with on our team. So go ahead and go to the next slide. All right. So when we are a salesman and we're selling to an S, um, They are looking for security, Um, so we have to slow down our presentation with these people, okay? And that's one of the lessons that I learned from Todd, and I think Todd's taught this class, and I listened to CDs from him in the past. But we have to take the time to build the trust as well, really get to know who they are, really let them know what our intentions are, let them know what our why is. Uh, We need to focus on them as human beings, as, as people, not as just another paycheck. And I think early on in my career, I was guilty of that as a high D, not that I'm proud of that, but it's just something that I was, it was my natural style. Um, so we need to be able to slow down to give them the facts that they really need. Um, I was just in a presentation with Chad Lubin, um, you know, giving a client presentation, I love the fact that he slowed down and gave them the facts that they need, uh, within a logical presentation. Um, so get little agreements. Make sure that everybody that they understand you and that they are on the same page as you and that willing um, to use you because they like you or they agree with what they we're saying. Guys, does this all sound familiar? Is this stuff that we can all slow down and try to do by showing hands? I can see all, by the way. Give me a little. Perfect. So get little agreements. Um, so we have to listen carefully, and that's one thing that I struggle with. Right. I've always struggled with listening carefully, but it's something that I've worked on over the years. And I think I'm way better now than I was when I first started on this journey. Um, we need to show sincerity in the presentation um, and try not to control or dominate, especially with an S. We just need to align with them. We don't need to overpower them. OK. Uh, and then for sure, we do not want to try to close these people fast. OK, because once you get done with the presentation, and you gain their trust, they're basically already sold. They're not going to go shop you after this. They're not going to, um, you know, question you much after you go through the presentation. As long as you align with them, gain their trust, the sales pretty much already consummated. So hopefully that helps with the communication from a D to an S. All right, next slide.
1: Yeah, so this is a one which is easy enough for us to realize there is disk in using email, phone, and Zoom. And I'll just Zoom through this part of it. And by the way, for those who stay till the end, I have created six module free training on disk for selling, hiring, team communication. And you will have access to that for free. I'll give you the link later on. So, you know, the D wants bullet points and facts. They want brief to the point. Right. They like to delegate. You know, Rick Ruby's voicemails are 8 to 18 seconds. Right. And I want fun language. They don't want just brief to the point. Right. They want to talk. And they want to engage with people, but they're also people who are not paying attention. And as they want to make you comfortable first, so they're not going to be trying to impose on you. They're almost like, am I bothering you? Right. And that's one of the things that they have. They're afraid to tell the main piece of confronting information. So as a manager, you also need to be aware they may be holding something back that you need to know to make a decision. Right. And they always, you know, you want to end in a way to make you and also they want to. Not feel pushed or uncomfortable at either. What a C wants is details, charts and proof. Okay. They don't want one line answers, right? They want to know the agenda in advance and they want you to be organized and they are, they want to be organized as well and gather as well and give detailed information to them. So what we will do next is I think the next slide is about Q and A, correct?
0: Yes. Yeah, but before we go to Q&A real quick. So if you guys have questions, we're doing it in the chat um, and then we're going to read. But I want to emphasize something, um, especially with C's that I've learned. And I can't remember if it was Todd that taught me this or somebody else at the core that taught me this. Um, but C's will ask you for a lot of information. They're going to go ahead and give you. I don't know. I've had one email that literally had like 44 questions within an email. Right. And so somebody along the way, I want to give Todd credit for this, but the advice he gave me was to ask a question back. Why is this important to you? Okay. And a lot of times, um, none of it's really that important to them. They see just like to ask questions just to ask questions. Right. And so if you ask that one question, they'll come back with what's really important to them. So you don't have to answer 44 questions. And then the other thing that I learned uh, during this process is just give them enough right don't go don't ask them other questions don't try to fill in too much information the more information you give them you'll get 44 questions plus 44 questions back so just give them enough otherwise they're going to research all the data and they're going to come back to you um, with even more questions and the most important thing that i learned when communicating with the C is to give them information that they didn't ask. So give them one nugget. I reviewed everything that you told me every like edify them. It all looks amazing, like everything that you put here is spot on. But the one thing that I always follow up with is I say, but I think you're missing one thing and I just give them one piece of educational information that they didn't include so that I can gain their trust I can really help them understand that I am a leader, I am a professional, and they miss just one thing. So that always seems to help and I hope that helps everybody. All right, so the question guys, what do we got? All right, so our first question we have is from Brock. He said, "How do you dilute the fear factor with a high D personality?"
1: Well, I will tell you a simple answer. Slow down, lower your tone, and make sure that you are listening, and repeating what they said. If you do those things, you are going to connect with them because your energy is being too fast for them.
0: I love how you said that as well, Manesh. Like, you literally took the question, you embodied the question, and and the answer is pretty awesome. All right, what else do we got? Thank you. All right, our next one is from Holden. He said, I notice that my personality traits can morph depending on the amount of stress that I am feeling. It could be helpful to hear how each personality type handles stress since we work in a high-stress environment.
1: Well, here is one answer, and obviously Brian can give you something else as well. Here is the part that you have to remember about stress. When you are overextended in stress, you are going to be overly using that D or an eye, whatever that is. And unfortunately, that doesn't work to your advantage. And this is where if you give yourself time to complete tasks in detail, or at least give yourself backup time, you're likely to be under less stress. And I would recommend that you have some people around you who can give you some feedback when you are going overboard with your stress, because results is not always enough building relationships is always very important. For sure. We got time for one more question.
0: We do. What if an I is married to a C?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I can't help you with that one. I failed at that part. Well, so a C hates criticism. So don't criticize your wife. I go through that enough myself. So I can tell you I am married to an S and C and If I dare to give any constructive criticism, it's going to be a blow up. So I don't recommend doing that. And which is why, remember, your job and my job is not to correct our wives. We have to take their strengths and we have to be grateful for their strengths and use that as God given opportunity to live with somebody who is not like us.
0: I think that's really important before we move on to know with our team, like I can take what Manesh just said and relate that to my team. Sometimes I get frustrated or find myself getting frustrated um, with people on my team because they're not like me, right? Or they're not moving fast enough. Or I might criticize them when all they're looking for is praise or they're hoping for more praise from me. So um, I think what you just said, Manesh, definitely translates to our team as well. So be careful because, Our personality types, if you're in this class, like by large margin, it's, we don't intentionally criticize, but the way that we say things or the way we show our disappointment,
1: whether body language or not, it comes across that way. All right. Cool. Do we have time for more questions? No, let's go and move to the next because I think we have, you need to cover a few more slides and then we can open it up. So Cassie, go ahead. Yeah. So Brian can tell you the cost of a bad hire. Of course I
0: can. So, um, guys, I would argue that I probably had as much or more turnover than anybody on this call. Like I was, I'm a million miles an hour. I know that I don't come across that way. Um, if you know me. But in business, I'm a million miles an hour and I always want to do the next thing and get to the next thing. So I've had my fair share of turnover. In fact, this year alone, I've turned over everybody on my team except for two. So all of my LP2s are brand new. Most of my LP1s are brand new. So I've turned over everybody on my team. Guys, every one of these bad hires or every mistake that we make in driving somebody out the door because... Um, we don't appreciate them, or we just don't align with them, or connect with them. We're not putting them in the right seat of the bus. It literally can cost us ten thousand dollars or more. So when I look back at my career, I've probably blown a quarter of a million dollars, thousand dollars, in just bad hires. And so I encourage you, employer, you all, to slow down in the hiring process. Um, Make sure that you're very intent on it. You have a process. Uh, Rick talked about Britt and Lindsay having a very intentional process before somebody can make it through the gauntlet and finally get hired. I would reach out to them and and get a sense of what that process is. So slow down when you make hire. And most importantly, engage in Manesh. He will not steer you wrong. Now, as Ds, we're going to blow off. At least the first couple times I met with Manesh, I blew off what he said, and I hired somebody anyways, and it failed every time. So talk to Manesh. He will steer you in the right direction and make sure that you hire the right person for the right seat on the bus. All right, next slide.
1: So this is JJ Mazo's team, and when we did the DISC assessment, you can see where the D, I, S, and C points are. And you can see, relatively speaking, it's well spread out, right? Okay. And that can give you a clue. Do you have enough people in the right seats in your bus Let's go to the next slide and I think it will help you understand the difference. Here is another student in the core and look, there is only one person on the left side. Okay, so I'm helping this particular client make sure that he brings on another, you know, couple of people who are also on the left side of the wheel, which is where S and C's are. And I did a training, two hour training for this uh, client and You know, we had a fun conversation because there were a lot of I's and S's, but not enough of a C. So that's just interesting to notice that as well. Uh, Let's go to the next slide. So here is a quick exercise, right? Write down your team members and what is their disk profile, right? And again, this is going to be very helpful for you just to understand their profile as well. And I'm going to jump to the next slide just because of time constraint here. So let's go to the next one. So, Brian, go ahead and tell about your uh graphic that you use, right? Sure. Yeah, let's go ahead
0: and, and, and flip to the next slide. So, guys, for me, because I'm so fast-paced and it, I have to really – I'm very visual, and so I need to see things in order to retain them. And when I interact with people, I have something like this at every one of my team members' cubicles, at every team member's desk. Um, it helps me understand, you know, what their uh, love language is, and it also helps me understand and remember what their disk profile is. So we have it highlighted or lit up. In other words, like I'm a high D and a high I, and so those two are lit up. So when I walk by somebody's desk, I know if they're a C or an S or where their light-up points are, but then we've also added – how to communicate with me. So we have this for each member on the team. And so mine in particular says, you know, I'm fast paced, get to the point, be direct, um, set up an appointment with Chelsea, who's my executive assistant. Email me when you email me, try to keep it to three bullet points. Definitely don't send me an email that's a big, the whole email is a one massive paragraph because I will either read the first couple sentences or read the last and I'll miss exactly what they're trying to tell me. Um, so I always like to tell my team it's better to text me um, because I'm typically not in my email anyways, and either are you guys. Um, So how to sell me as a team member on something they want to implement, I always tell them to bring me solutions that make things more efficient and improve the customer experience um, or that make things more cost effective, right? So if you bring me that, you're probably going to sell me and we're probably going to implement that. And then I, we always let everybody know what our tendencies are on the team. So I'm relational, yet a driver. Like, if I know any one of you, like, you'll think I'm the nicest, sweetest guy ever, right? And, and like, I'm so innocent. But if you talk to my team or my ex-wife, like, they're probably not going to agree with that so much. So I really have to work at that. Um, so I'm relash- relational, yet a driver. I'm fast-paced. I can be very blunt and direct. Um, I might be taken as offensive, but it's uh, unintentional. I truly care, just need to schedule time for me so I can intentionally listen. So those are the things that I put on mine. So when people see that outside of my office, they know what they're going to get most likely if they come in and get a few minutes of my time. But we also have that for every team member. So each team member can intentionally learn how to take great care of their teammates and also communicate and interact with them. So it's just a really brief cheat sheet that we like to use. And then they all have their top three job duties and their metrics within each. I've um, just done a little snippet and then we put it at each people call again. All right, next slide.
1: Yeah, so now let me give you the clue as to the right profile for different positions. I'm only going to give two examples and then we will give you the, uh, you know, I'll give you the uh, place where you can actually find more information. So the first one is support staff person. So this is somebody in RP1 an LP1 on the DISC wheel. You can see where the number is. In fact, go to the next slide where I can tell you if the wheel position is 36, IS and C are above 50. The likelihood of that being a good personal administrative assistant is high. They're not in sales. But the other part that most people miss is they only focus on the disc and not the motivators. And we are not teaching that today. But the top two motivators cannot be money or power. I've had this happen before where we took the disc, but not the motivators. And later on, we did do the motivators. The person had higher money desire and higher power desire. Guess what? They were a good assistant for a while, but they left. And that's the important part. You want to remember that as well. Let's go to the next slide about the salesperson, right? A salesperson typically like the ones that we are talking to today are high D's, high I's. But that's only for people who are outside sales who are looking for creating, initiating contact, and then closing. Some sales positions are different, and you might need a different profile. But the motivator, which is most common, is money. It must be for a higher-achieving salesperson. Money should be one of the top two motivators, and their uh, number should be above average of other people. If you want to make sure this person is going to be successful in sales, definitely do the motivators to find out if the money motivator is high enough. So that's very critical in my opinion because some people only use the disc and they miss because the money motivator is missing and then they are not in sales as successful.
0: Can I can I add to that really quick, Manesh? So um, I, I coach a lot of students over the past few years and it's so funny every time I come across a student and they hire an executive assistant that's a high S&C and they literally have them doing sales for them or trying to take applications or convert a lead or do some of these other critical selling items. Guys, I will tell you right now, don't ever have your admin assistant be selling, right? That's not a position that they fit well in the bus and you are literally going to lose out on conversion, Okay. Exactly. So don't do that again. That's what the purpose of this class. Like, do not put your admin assistants in a lead converting, lead selling, or even. I've even have some students that their assistants are making like outbound phone calls to set meetings with prospective realtors with them. Like that doesn't go so well, and they're gonna get burned out, and then you're gonna get mad at them because they're not converting, and then it just is not going to work. So if you guys are Anything like me, those were some of my tendencies really in my career, and hopefully you guys aren't doing the same thing. So let's go to the next slide.
1: Yeah. So this is actually some of you might be like, hey, Minesh, you gave me too much information. Brian, you gave me too much information. So what I have done is i put together six short video modules, and you can go right now to disc1234.com, put in your name, phone number, email address, no cost, no credit card. It is a gift from us so that you can right away get a refresher slash recap and get more detailed information about each of these points that we have been covering today. So all you need to do is go to disc1234.com, put in your name, phone number, email address. So now we will, any comments from Brian as well as any questions?
0: Yeah, so I'll leave this one one comment because by the time we get done answering questions, there's going to be a poll up. So I just want to impress upon you guys and request if you got one thing out of this class that you can implement into your business. By show of hands, but we got one, at least one nugget that we can implement in our a bit cool. If you got one nugget in today's environment, guys, I'm hopeful that we get a 5 on the poll when it comes up. Okay? One nugget, give me a 5. All right. So with that, what questions do we have in the queue? All right. Next question we have is from Todd. He said, "Manesh, where do we find proper dispatch?" There are good the versions out there.
1: Yeah, thank you. I appreciate you asking, Todd. You are well aware of this. So there is a company called Target Training International, which has been the first company to create the computer-based testing, is the one I use, which has been used, millions of them all over the world. And hence, you might find other versions out there, some even free. Unfortunately, it's like a map. If you go to a new place, do you want a map which is free or do you want a map which is an accurate representation of that location? And that's really the way to do that. So thanks, Todd, for mentioning that. Uh, I obviously have been using this for 20 years, and I've had great results from it. So thank you for asking.
0: I will add this. Like, guys, if you're taking this class right now, you obviously have intention about doing all of this better, becoming better with understanding people's personality profiles so you can sell better, you can take better care of your teammates, you guys can all interact better, you can just have – a better business and people can look forward to coming to work. Um, but what I would impress upon you is guys reach out to Manesh before you make that next hire, let him guide you talk to a professional, just as somebody doesn't go, you know, talk to some rookie phone jockey, like you would encourage them not to go to quick and loans to get a loan because it's somebody that makes, I don't know, 40 grand a year and they're slinging loans. Like guys, don't do that. Go to Manesh, go to the expert. That's who we are. That's what we want to utilize. All right. Next question.
1: Yeah, and a quick point I would like to add. For those people who are on this call and you are a Level 3 student, you get a complimentary DISC assessment from me, which, in fact, I've upgraded to DISC, motivators, and the emotional quotient. So for you, I will walk you through how to use it in your own life business so that you can benefit from understanding how valuable it can be in making good decisions for you. So Level 3 students, complimentary DISC, motivators, and EQ. Perfect. All right. B-I-S-C. So the website is disc1234.com, D-I-S-C1234.com, and it's just name, phone number, and email address.
0: Cool. we got time for a couple more questions. we got three minutes. (laughs) Can you give tips on how to quickly detect a client's modality?
1: Well, I think the two points I mentioned you should be able to use, number one is do they talk fast or slow? Do they come across friendly or not friendly? And that's the key, in my opinion, to quickly understand their modality.
0: Yeah, so I'll add to that. One of the things that I was taught at a core event as well, um, gosh, probably five years ago or more, was just to ask open-ended questions. So if, how many people are realtors on this call? Do we have a lot of realtors? Or is this mostly lenders? There's a combination of both. So, guys, ask an open-ended question. Right? Um, what type of payment are you looking for, or what type of loan are you over? Like, make them talk, and you'll get clues based on their answers of what kind of personality type they are. For as an example, if you're a realtor, if you show them an MLS sheet with like the picture and all the facts about the property, right? They're going to give you clues about who they are. Right? If it's a high I, they're going to look at all the pictures. If it's a high C, they're going to look at all the details. If it's a high I, they're going to look at all the fluff. Oh, my gosh, it's such a cool, quaint, cozy house, right? And to a D, when I read that, I'm like, there's no way in hell I'm going to buy that house, right? Like that means it's small. They're trying to like hide something, you know, so we all have different ways of explaining. But if you ask an open a question, you can get clues on what type of personality profile aside from just listening to them talk and aside from just reading their their body language. Next question. Please squeeze in quick steps to pick up fast if a client is a D, I, S, or C in a phone conversation. I didn't hear the question. Can you? No, me it? neither. Yeah, I can't really hear you. Good, sorry. Please squeeze in quick quick tips to pick up a fast client if it's a D, I, S, or C in a phone conversation. I would say just con- number one, leave the client right, and then ask an open-ended question. So if they're in a if they basically say, what's your best rate? Like that's probably a C and or a D, right, Manesh? Yeah. Like if you're a lender, if that was a lender asking this question, you can pick up clues by what, you know, if they want to know how your day was, they're probably an I, right? If they ever text you an emoji or email you an emoji, like they're for sure a high I, right? If they write you a long, beautiful email that the weather's beautiful outside. Can you believe the fall's turning or the fall's here and the leaves are, that's a high I, right? And if they tell you like, I'm not quite sure, you know, what do you think? For sure, probably an S. that help? All right. I think that is it, Manesh, you guys, we want to thank you for joining the disc class. Hopefully you guys got some good nuggets out of this. If you guys have any questions or need any help moving forward, literally, I just coached with the guru. He is the man in the industry when it comes to disc and personality profiles. Guys, lean on Manesh Manesh. It was a huge honor to coach with you and even teach a class with you because you are like Yoda. I'm like a young Jedi, but you are Yoda, so <laughs> thank you, sir.
1: Well, you are too kind, and again, I want to thank each and every one of you. You folks did a great job of asking questions, engaging, interacting, and I'm really privileged to have friends like you, as well as obviously Rick, Todd, and the rest of the team here. So thank you so much. Thanks, guys. You've been listening
0: to The Core Sales Training Bootcamp registration information about our two-day business building summits, call 1-800-660-6670 or find us on the web at www.macoretraining.com.